There's a new book out. It's called The Villain Edit. And I think if anyone has thought about going on a reality show, they are going to love this. Alicia Atkin uh, Radburn, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Our producers have written here three-time Batchy star. Yes. <laughs> I did do three shows. God, sucker for so, punishment. No, okay, so which ones have you been on? You've obviously been on uh, the, the Bachelor. You were on uh, the Honey Badgers season. And then you went on which one? I did two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, the sort of island spin-off after that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season didn't go so well. I was sort of brutally rejected on national TV, some people will remember. Um, but the last and final season, I <clears throat> met my beautiful husband. Right. See, there you go. It's worth now, that success story. Now, the, the book is called The Villain Edit, and we always, it, without fail, any reality uh, star we've talked to who does come out looking bad say I was edited wrong. Uh, and that's what uh, the book is about, how you were edited and how Australia decided that you were an evil person, correct? That is bang on. <laughs> In saying that, though, because I was on a reality show as well and, um, like, you wouldn't know it, you wouldn't be born. But anyway, um, and I would always go, although you could be edited, you really did say those things. Yeah, so I think it's been really interesting putting the book cover into the world and before people were able to read the villain edit. Um, I think I I received a couple of messages from other reality TV contestants, people who were cast as the villain, kind of assuming that it was going to be this evisceration of production <laughs> and, and it was really going to drill down on that idea that people are really mistreated and um, the edit is really harsh. And I do play with some of the those themes, like the tactics of producers, but I also sort of try and drill down on what my own contribution was to my edit. What are the tactics from the producers? First and foremost, like the music. Mm. As soon as a villain exits a limo, Mm. the music all becomes sort of like dark and evil. And then you've got like the poor girl that gets out of the limo and it's like the doop-de-doo music. Yeah. <laughs> doop, 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 doop. And that's our cue as the audience that, like, this is the jester. Yeah. This person mm. isn't to be taken mm-hmm. seriously. And then you've got the tricks of post-production. Mm. So um, some of the audience might have heard of frankenbiting, which is essentially where they're very tricky in post-production. They can sort of, like, find things that you've said through the course and show and they'll put it against the scene where your mouth is moving. Mm. And I think that we are getting more... Oh, so they match, as an they match uh, audio with, like, from other conversations with vision of that moment and they're two separate, like, they could be two separate yeah, days. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And one thing that I just recently discovered is that there's a role in TV production called tra- a transcriber who is actually taking down, while the action happens, everything that is happening into a script. And... Mm. In post-production, you can essentially control F that script. Mm. So you've got to be careful of your face when you're on a reality show. At all times, they can use that as a cutaway. Like you just looking at me like that now, they could use that as a cutaway if I, like, say something really mean and you're like... I need to know what reality TV show you were on. Oh, I did I did The Mole the first season. Oh, of the my mole. God, of course. I, mm. um, the Mole was iconic. Yeah, she was a villain. <laughs> I uh, don't think I'm as young as you think I am. <laughs> it's actually, Alicia, it's, it's, it's funny you say it because that's going to be an even bigger problem because I remember back in the day when I used to watch Girls of the Playboy Mansion 
attention. Yes. Um, they would put the, and I could tell just because I work in the industry, they would put dialogue. In the when, porn industry? Yeah, in the porn industry. <laughs> I'm very high regarded. Uh, I'm clean. I'm regarded as the best pool cleaner there is. Uh, they would just put the uh, audio when the girls weren't facing the camera. So yes, like if they're walking exactly. out of a room. Stuff. But now they have technology where they can actually, um, especially for films, if you do like a German film, then you do the English version, they um, actually lip sync the lips, just wow. the lips to what you're saying. So you could do it without, it's almost like that deep fake stuff. Where I don't you think people realise as well, stuff. you sign a contract saying that you're okay with it, but 100%. no one actually thinks that that's going to be the case no. and they're going to edit it and it's a show because you think reality. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I you, getting back to the producers, and I know that a lot of it that is like, you know, post-production, but the producers when they're living in the house with you, uh, I know that some of my friends have been producers and I know that they could they could get anyone to do anything that they asked oh, for. It still sort of speaks to soft manipulation from the producers, but when I was in the interview booth, I would say something snarky, for instance, and I would get a laugh mm. and sometimes even more than a laugh, and the laugh was kryptonite to me, I would get like a Australia's going to love you. Yeah, right. And oh, then yeah. I'd get snarkier and bitchier mm. and I did have a friendship with the producers and I wanted to do a good job. Mm. Yes. Right, so you would say snarky things, they're like, they're going to love you as in you're a jokester. Yeah, funny narrator. well that they were going <laughs> to... And they would lead you on. You know, when you get a joke, you go, oh yeah, this is great. I'll keep yes. going, I'll go even further. I was really fearful of being one of the women who would be booted on the first night. Mm. And I, I, I felt like I'd, I'd resigned from my job to go on The Bachelor. And I was I was fearful of being an early out. So I think that I, I prefer to be somebody rather than nobody. Mm. And so I sort of lent into the archetypes that made it further through the mm. show. Well, um, this is going to be a great read. The villain edit, Alicia Aiken Radburn from uh, three seasons of <laughs> The Bachelor. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having me, guys. Just watch the edit on the audio book, okay? Make sure they don't do you dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Good tips.